Welcome to the Littler Workplace Policy Institute podcast. Insider briefings on the latest legislative and regulatory developments affecting employers. Hello, I'm Corinne Jackson, Special Counsel Workplace Policy and Analytics with Littler Mendelssohn's Workplace Policy Institute, or WPI. And I'm Bruce Sarche, a Littler shareholder in Sacramento, California, and also a member of the WPI. Well, Bruce, it's nearly the 4th of July. Half the year is gone. I know. It's hard to believe. Uh, But there's never a dull moment these days for employers. New labor and employment regulations are popping up like fireworks all around the country all of the time. And every new state law or local ordinance can create compliance challenges for employers. To help employers keep up, many of our podcasts cover the major trends we are seeing. That's right. In our last podcast, for example, we discussed a trend developing in the hotel industry as a few major cities have enacted panic button ordinances. Yep, and that is definitely a hot issue worth following. But today, Bruce, I thought maybe we should revisit a familiar topic and dive a little deeper. Sounds good to me. Let's go. Last year, California enacted a statewide ban on salary history inquiries. That law took effect back in January. And while the law seems simple enough, it's deceptively short on details. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We've been seeing a lot of questions over the past months from the employer community about how the wage history law operates in practice. Employers want to do the right thing, but as with many regulations, the new law is more complicated than it seems at first glance. Well, let's do this then. How about we start with a refresher on what the law states and then tackle some of the nitty-gritty practical questions facing employers? Very good. So when we look to the text of this California statute, which is found in Labor Code Section 432.3, we see that it contains three basic prohibitions. First, an employer may not, either orally or in writing, seek salary history information about an applicant for employment. Moreover, Employers cannot seek this type of information directly or through an agent, like a recruiter. And for purposes of the statute, the term salary history includes compensation as well as benefits. The scope of this ban appears intentionally broad. Second, even if an employer has pay history information about a candidate, it cannot rely on that information as a factor for determining whether to offer the job to the individual. Right. So even if an applicant voluntarily discloses this type of information, the employer is not supposed to consider it when making the employment decision. And the third primary provision of the law precludes an employer from using someone's pay history when deciding what salary to offer that applicant. And it's important to keep in mind the why here. Why have these inquiries been banned? Yes, this is related to equal pay for equal work. The thinking is, if a person's current pay is based on their past pay, then pay inequities between men and women or other protected groups may be perpetuated. Correct. So at this point, and like many of our clients, I already have a bunch of questions. Of course you do. There are exceptions and gray areas and open issues for sure. So what pops to mind first for you? Well, what if an applicant voluntarily discloses their salary history? Some people want to discuss their prior pay because it's good for them. 
It can be a very useful bargaining tool when negotiating a new pay rate. Is that allowed? Yes. As alluded to earlier, the statute does not prevent candidates from sharing salary history information as long as they do so voluntarily and without prompting. So in California, the employer can't ask, but the applicant could offer the information. Yes, that's right. And then, can the employer do anything with it? We know that the employer cannot use salary history as a factor when deciding whether to hire a particular applicant. That's true for the hiring decision, yes. But for the employer's compensation analysis, prior pay history can be considered if the candidate has disclosed the information voluntarily and without prompting. All right, got it. So if I'm the hiring manager and I'm sitting in an interview and a candidate tells me her salary history, even though I didn't ask it at all, I could consider that information in deciding what to pay her, but not in deciding whether to hire her. Yes, exactly. That's the idea. And what if the candidate is applying for a job and then asks me, what does the job pay? See, now you've already come up with another twist. Actually, the statute acknowledges this possibility, too. It explicitly says that the employer must provide the pay scale for the position upon reasonable request. Okay, so as the hiring manager, I can have some fairly generic back and forth depending on how the conversation goes. Overall, it sounds like employers need to let the candidates lead the way on any discussion of compensation, for the most part. That's not a bad way to look at it, Bruce. Good point. So we've covered the main prohibitions as well as the exceptions for voluntary disclosure and pay scale requests. What else does the statute include? Well, that's the thing, Bruce. It doesn't include that much else. The whole thing is less than 10 sentences long, and there isn't much legislative history available from the proceedings of the California State Assembly and State Senate. Well, let's see if we can draw some blood from the stone. A frequent question we see from employers is whether a particular statute applies to their operations. Yes, of course. That threshold issue determines whether the statute's requirements even apply at all. And many federal and state statutes include criteria for whether they apply to employers. For example, the California Fair Employment and Housing Act applies generally to businesses with five or more employees although its anti-harassment provisions apply to employers with one or more employees. Yes, and the California Family Leave Law applies to employers with 50 or more employees. And employers are subject to the baby bonding leave requirements if they have 20 or more employees. Your point is well taken. Basically, all statutes have some threshold like this. That's right. It's a small employer exception, if you would. But... What about the salary history ban law in California? According to the statute, it applies to all California employers, including state and local governments. It even applies to the state legislature. Okay, well, that seems easy enough to understand at first, but now it's time for another twist. What if a business does not have an actual brick-and-mortar location here in the Golden State? You mean... So, for example, if an employer with headquarters in Texas has salespeople that work from home and they live in California. 
Exactly. Good example. There are many types of employers that don't have an actual storefront or warehouse or depot or any physical space in the state. But let's say that based on the facts that they have some operations in California. I think we've wandered into some of the grayer areas. And let's face it, Bruce, lawyers are nothing if not risk averse. Depending on the circumstances, employers should probably adopt a conservative approach in dealing with unsettled areas of the law. Uh, For better or worse, that's usually true, and this is a brand new law. So thus far, we have not seen any case law interpreting the statute, so I think we really have to stick with the text and, and what we know about legislative intent, which is, again, not very much. So based on those factors, I would say, yes, I think employers may want to exercise caution and assume that the salary history ban applies to them if they have significant contacts and or any operations within California, even if they don't maintain a physical location. And again, we're assuming, at least for now, that the legislature intended a broad application for this law. Sure, we are being cautious, but that's how we roll. And as a practical matter, some employers may be willing to push the boundaries, while others will do just about anything to avoid being the test case for a brand new statute. So another common question we've seen concerns job applications. Sure. California employers can no longer ask about salary history in their job applications. That question had to go. But then what do you do if you've got operations not only in California, but in Texas and Minnesota and so on in multiple jurisdictions? Uh, Another significant twist for any employer with employees in more than one state. Yeah, uh, multi-state employers these days have so many twists to navigate, they are starting to turn into pretzels. And this employment application issue is tricky because many businesses post their applications online for anyone to see or use no matter where they log on. That's right. So someone could be logging on in Nevada, but looking at a job application form for employment in California or vice versa. Someone in California could be logging on and looking for a job in Nevada. So we've got a number of options. Employers affected by the California state salary history ban could simply strip any pay history questions from their applications across the board, regardless of where they're recruiting. Yes. And while that may be a simple fix, it deprives the employer of the opportunity to continue asking about pay history where it is still legal. That's right. Uh, Some employers find that information useful and might want to continue to consider it to the extent that they can. That perspective brings us to a second approach, which is to create more than one application template. An employer could generate one application for California positions and then a second form to be used in other jurisdictions where salary history inquiries are still fair game. That's correct. Although you can't imagine how this process can quickly become cumbersome, especially for employers with a national presence. Time for another twist? Afraid so. Uh, Employers should be aware that this salary history trend is quite popular. It's not just the Golden State that has enacted such a ban. In fact, by our quick count, pay history restrictions also have been adopted in Connecticut, Delaware, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Vermont, and Wisconsin. 
Related bills are currently circulating through other legislatures as well, including in Illinois, which nearly enacted a salary history ban last year. Yeah, so if you create two different applications, you're going to have to keep abreast of this because if you've got an application in Illinois that asks for salary history, you're going to have to watch this because that may be legal to ask today, but not so tomorrow. And it gets even more complicated because localities, cities, are getting in on the action. Municipal ordinances prohibiting pay history inquiries are in place in Chicago, New Orleans, New York City, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So even though there might not be a statewide ban, say in Pennsylvania, for example, employers operating in certain cities need to be cognizant of local ordinances that might affect their hiring practices. Employers should also be aware that the laws in these different jurisdictions are not identical. The bottom line is that employers with a multi-state presence may be juggling multiple employment application forms and hiring protocols from state to state, from city to city. And that's a good reminder, too, about hiring protocols, because this issue reaches beyond the application process. As noted earlier, employers may receive salary history information from a candidate who voluntarily discloses that background. And in some jurisdictions, though not California, employers can obtain pay history at later stages of the hiring process. As a result, managers involved in the hiring process should be trained on how to handle that information if and when it can be used. Appropriate training will be critical for HR and other hiring personnel to ensure compliance. And before you even think about wrapping up this podcast, there is yet one more twist I want to add. Geez, Bruce, you sound like my yoga instructor. Yeah, well, California employment law requires a lot of flexibility. The salary history ban includes another provision that could trip up employers. Well, we don't want that. What else should employers know? Consistent with another part of the labor code, the pay history law stresses that prior salary by itself cannot justify any disparity in compensation. Yes, and that provision matches up with California's broader equal pay law, which prohibits employers from paying employees of one gender less than their counterparts of the opposite sex for performing substantially similar work. Both statutes specify that an individual's salary history on its own cannot be used as an explanation for a current pay discrepancy. Other factors might be acceptable, such as pay based on a seniority system, but prior salary will not be sufficient justification. This position is consistent with the recent appellate court's interpretation of the Federal Equal Pay Act. Interesting. Did that ruling cover California? Yes, it did. So as an added twist, California employers have the statewide and San Francisco pay history bans to contend with, And now, this federal court decision, too. The case was called Rizzo versus Yovino, and in April of this year, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, which, of course, covers California as well as other West Coast states, held that prior salary history cannot justify a current wage differential because prior salary is not job-related. And because prior salary is not job-related, The court said it could not be used as a factor to set initial wages, even in conjunction with legitimate factors. 
So if anything, that holding might seem to conflict with the state's salary history statute. As noted earlier, the state law allows employers to consider voluntarily disclosed pay history when setting pay. Agreed. The Rizzo decision seems to prohibit conduct under the Federal Equal Pay Act that might be lawful under the California salary history ban. Like you said, Bruce, it's another twist. Yeah, sometimes I hate it when I'm right. Employers within the Ninth Circuit should keep this ruling in mind as they review and update their hiring processes. Employers should also consider reviewing internal pay policies and practices as well. How so? Well, let's take a look at an example. Suppose you've got a rule that states that promoted employees can only receive a 3% pay raise due to some you know, tight budget situation. Let's take a female applicant. She's promoted into a new position, but because of this rule about the budgets, she can only get a 3% increase in her current pay. So she's now in a position where she's earning a pay rate, and there's a male employee who's earning more pay for the same job. And now you have an Equal Pay Act problem. Exactly. Under this new Ninth Circuit decision, past pay is not a bona fide factor other than sex, which can justify a current pay disparity. And that brings us full circle back to the reason California and other states have enacted salary history inquiry bans to help address the gender pay gap. Notably, the Ninth Circuit was the first federal appellate court to reach such a holding, although it may not be the last, as this logic in opposition to salary history questions seems to be gaining quite a bit of momentum. As always, we will continue to monitor any further case law developments in this area, as well as any legislative action. And we will be sure to report back on any noteworthy progress. For now, many thanks to you, all of our listeners. Stay tuned to Littler's Workplace Policy Institute for further updates and information regarding state and local workplace regulatory and legislative developments. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.